You are listening to the GAFCAST. We're going to bring you to new heights and show you places you've never been. Tune in, sit down, get a warm can of Tesco Lager and sit down and enjoy this episode of GAFCAST. Pubs will hardly ever open again. We're going to go all around the world and back again. We're going to cover everything here at the GAFCAST. And I hope you're ready. I hope you're strapped in. They reckon that vaccine's hard dodgy. Keep your arms inside the vehicle at all times. So you're listening to the GAFCAST. And shit is about to get real. That Fergal Bower is over there. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the GAFCast, with me, Dan Gaffney. What is going on? What's crack-a-lacking? Um, the month of April we're in at the minute. Great old month of April. Last month of spring. Um, it was April Fool's Day, there a few days ago, but it actually wasn't much fooling going on. I didn't do any fooling myself, and I, I wasn't fooled by anyone. Um, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't even get one person trying to fool me. And I didn't see anyone else being fooled. I just think everyone's a bit, <laughs> a bit fed up. No one could, no one could be arse fooling anyone. Everyone's just like fuck this shit. Um, yeah, I'm really disappointed. Now, I, I had been fooled in the past. Been told like there was a horse. Uh, was it there was a horse? It's kind of a shit one, really. That there was a horse. Um, was it my bedroom or no? Or up outside the house or some shit. Um, brothers and sisters I was young like I was like oh no way run around that was actually a terrible fool um, I've never really done I remember one time in school in primary school we tried to to fool the teacher and <laughs> we pretended one of like one of us passed out on the ground and the teacher was like just get up there will you <laughs> and it didn't uh, it didn't really take off and it wasn't funny at all but um, yeah, no one doing any fooling. Everyone just seems really, really kind of sick of sick of all the crack that's going on. I seen Eamon Ryan coming out with some um, top quality advice there during the week. He, he he's advising that we um, take shorter showers and uh, to save the energy costs. Thanks, Eamon. <laughs> um, what if I want to take a shorter shower? Of a big steamy hot shower, but he saying that we should reduce time in the shower and that we shouldn't be <laughs> filling the kettle up the whole way to the top. Like, I love filling the kettle the whole way up to the top. Like, that, how am I going to go without doing that? And he said that we should cut the car journeys by one a week. So, there you go. That is going to reduce your energy costs. Um, what if you're absolutely filthy aiming and you need to have a big dirt, big shower? Big hot steamy shower. Um then you're you're just fucked. The price of everything is, is just sky high. Like it's just it's it's outrageous. And um but Eamon's trying to give us a bit of advice to try to see it through. Um yeah, there's no let up, there's gonna be no let up, it's gonna be high energy costs for looks to be a long time because uh, this war is going on. And um, inflation and all that kind of crack is making things a bit hard. Like it's expensive everywhere, though. Like, every country suffering, but um, yeah, it's gonna be too like it's gonna be too expensive to emigrate now. So now you're just you're trapped, you're trapped forever. <laughs> it's too expensive to get a plane ticket, so you can't get out, and you're not be able to afford anything. You're wearing the same pair of jeans for the next five years, so you will, and the same same pair of socks. 
there'd be holes in them and we'd all be going around wearing the same clothes and everyone we'd not be able to buy anything new everyone had the same same paint in the house the same wallpaper um, won't be able to afford tile or anymore or anything like that won't be able to afford uh, tea bags or coffee or food we'd have to grow all our own food um, and we'd be back to the way hunter-gatherer kind of job or yeah, the farming farming uh, no, no one would be able to afford anything we're all screwed that's the way it's going um, we'd be all walking as well actually it's going by Eamon Ryan's advice I think the next advice is he's definitely going to come out and say everyone should just get a horse or a donkey or something and just uh, take the donkey around the spot take the donkey up to Dublin uh, take the donkey into your hospital appointment or, or a horse if you can afford one gallop in there to the town for your for your filling and take the horse home and all you have to feed it is hay so like you don't have to buy diesel or anything and you just have to look after it get a bit of hay and you're 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 flying you'd be having the last laugh whoever gets the first horse would be laughing at everyone else and be like oh he's all paying for diesel I'm just tipping around here on my horse um, I don't know how it worked if you had to be in the whole family well you get a cart um, that's the way things are going that's the way things are going we're nearly there now we're nearly into everyone having horses and no one, everyone selling the cars um, tough tough times tough times we're living in um, mad enough because like there was about two weeks there after Covid it was kind of like oh this is grand and then it's just like shock everything is like not grand Um hard to get a bit of peace and then I uh, I seen then to <laughs> Clareborn like RT obviously love a bit of Covid and um, all this other stuff going on like World War 3 and the inflation and uh, just the short the, the fuel shortages and everything and all the other stuff that's now like major issues like I'm not saying Covid isn't an issue but um, <laughs> I turned on RT was like Clareborn is now I've seen the headline Clareborn has like moved back to her garden shed with COVID. <laughs> it's like, will you get over that, like, Claire? Like, just, <laughs> we're going past that now, like, go right to the garden shed. Fucking hell, that's hardly necessary, like, stay in your room. She's out in the garden shed anyway. I think she just can't get over it. She's just like, oh, don't want to move on from COVID at all. So horny for a bit of COVID. Like, I know the cases are rising in that, but, like, <laughs> it was just funny because, like, everything else is about, um, just the price of everything and uh, just all the terrible pictures coming out of Ukraine and Claire born back to the garden shed with COVID. Claire, said, come on, Claire. That was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Will you move on there? Get out of that garden shed. Wait, like you hardly have to go into your garden shed. Just stay in the room. Don't let anyone come in. Just because I remember at the start of COVID, wasn't she like one of the first kind of TV people to get COVID? She was out in the shed loving it. Uh, she can't get enough of it. Um, now I hope she gets better soon. Um, yeah, you'd be you'd be doing well to get a bit like you'd be doing well to get a bit of good news, like because everything is kind of like very negative. And I like even I seen the uh, the UN report come out about global warming. <laughs> All the headlines is like it's now or never. Uh, we're on track towards a completely unlivable world, which is great, great headline to hear. In the midst of everything else that's going on, it's like you don't like you don't even have time to worry about like 
in 50 years, like all the shit that's happening now. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Like, I'll turn the kettle off. I'll get out of the shower 10 minutes earlier, five minutes earlier. I'll not fill the kettle up, I swear. I'll do loads of recycling. But like, it seems like we're just, are we just fucked? <laughs> Is that what's going on here? Like, like are we actually just screwed? Because, like, I'm always kind of, you're always kind of like, oh, fuck, global warming, like, the world's going to end. It's kind of always in the back of your head. You're just kind of tipping away, kind of trying to forget about it. But, like, there's so much going on at the minute. And, like, next thing, this this UN released this report, like, it's like, it's now or never. Just like, this kind of language is, I'm not really feeling it right now, because uh, I'm kind of, like, there's a lot of other stressful stuff going on. And then, like, this coming out, not feeling the vibes of that language. It's very uh, definite. Now or never, on track towards a completely unlivable world. Um, God, yeah, it's a struggle because you're like 50 years time or whatever. I don't know how long it's going to be <laughs> next month. Uh, the world's going to be flooded. Uh, it's not great, like, at all. Um, cut back on the old unrenewable sources of energy, which we're uh, currently short on at the minute. But... Yeah, I'm just thinking like Ireland would be grand for a while anyway if the world does go under um, I think the Netherlands is like a good bit below the old sea level so it should probably flood first so once you see the Netherlands going down like fuck right grand I can't remember what other countries are going to be a bit fucked maybe Indonesia uh, some of them island kind of countries it's all like little islands and stuff, made up little islands and stuff I don't really know what other countries I know in Ireland Cork and Galway yeah, are a bit fucked. They'll be the first to go. Um, Calvin should be all right, though. I think we're, we're good and high up, like. So we'll kind of be... We'll kind of be all right for a while while everyone else is going down. <laughs> no, it's a bit grim. Um, or you could just build a big ark and put the whole family and all the animals aboard. Grand like Noah. But, um, yeah, Cork... I remember hearing... I remember hearing... Um, a riddle. It was like, what um, what county would be would be all right if Ireland done the war? It'd be like Cork, said float, um, which is like the cork of a bottle, like a wine bottle would float. But in actual fact, Cork would be fucked. Cork would, de- would be going under first. It would not be floating. So it's a bit of irony there. But then uh, Cavan should be grand. Like a few hills there, could move up there. Um. Move up on a hill, but yeah, it's not looking good. Well, according to, well, according to nearly all the scientists, it's not looking good at all. Um, we need to cut back on the fossil fuels. Uh, Jesus, yeah. If you ever get round, <laughs> it's China. Hi, <laughs> China's the one doing all the pollutant. Like, <laughs> they have a serious big population, though. Like, it's not worth a fit or fuck. What? What the fuck? If I go out and through a lock of Tule or um, milk cartons in the recycling bin. Yeah, that's going to do a lot of good when China's over there burning, fucking, burning through stuff like mad. <laughs> so there's a hit, like there's a hit with Chinese. It's like one, over one, uh, one sixth of the world population or something, is it? Because that could be completely wrong, but I think it is anyway. And like India as well is massive. So like, <laughs> just put the, can we just like, you sort it out over there first, will you? Because it's not worth the fuck me going around taking a short spin in the car or getting out two minutes early, two minutes earlier out of the shower. So what good is that going to do? 
if they're born into coal over there, born into oil or whatever the hell they're using, it's just not worth, not worth the hell. Pissing against the wind, really, to be honest. Like, and on the US are big players as well. They've, uh, I think they reduced their areas a good, but I think it's like China's the biggest player. But then China's like here, um, more like developing country, or they're pretty much developed now, but like, war, like, and they, they have loads of production and stuff. They're going to be like, here, yeah, like, war at this stage of our country's development. Like, we didn't tell you to stop when you saw uh, massive, like, production countries manufacturing. And India, too. So they're not really, they want to, they want to be making the dash, you know. They're not on for cutting in our emissions and uh, decreasing the, the output and the GDP and all that jazz. But, uh, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're basically just screwed. Just get a donkey. You may get a donkey. Everyone has to get a donkey. That's going to be the next rule. Eamon Ryan's going to bring in. Or a horse, possibly. And maybe the horse has too much pollution. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know. With the old global warming, some people say it's um, it's not even real. It's all a lie. Just like 9-11 was an inside job. And Tupac is still alive and milking cows in County Offaly. And all them other conspiracy theories... But um, yeah, it seems like it's very real, uh, or it's inclined to go that way. But to say the the planet's warming anyway, so I'd like to believe the evidence that it's uh, all a load of shite. But something in the back of my head says it's not, and uh, yeah, I don't really know what to do. I just keep getting out of the shower two minutes earlier, and I won't fill the kettle up to the top, and I will uh, do one as car journey a week, and I'll recycle like fuck. Um, I think like only a small percentage of stuff uh, actually ends up in, in the recycling at the end of the whole lot like so whatever you recycle only a tiny percentage that actually gets recycled that's what I heard that could be lies that could be pub talk anecdotal evidence um, but who you know who knows you know I suppose you can only enjoy <laughs> you can only enjoy it while you're here anyway and uh, yeah fuck it's expensive the old cost of living at the minute. As long as the price of uh, as long as the price of animal bars comes down, I'll be happy. Like, and the Freddos, because at the minute it's pissed me off. Um, it's outrageous. Pack of wine gums there as well. You nearly have to take out a loan to get a pack of wine gums. See what at this day and age. Um, long be- gone are the days where you're going to get a wine pack of wine gums and a Freddo. You won't be doing that anymore, or you'd be broke. Someone, uh, someone reminded me of like one of the the, ra- the rarest things ever there during the week. Uh, I completely forgotten about this, <laughs> and like anyone has never heard like this thing. Like this is like mad. Well, to me it is now. It's mad. Uh, like when I was younger and stuff. <laughs> it's so rare. I can't even believe this actually went on. Uh, I was chatting to someone during the week, and they reminded me like that. Um, there used to be a lad. <laughs> They used to go around, uh, like where we were from, here in Cavan, and he was called the Frogman. Uh, he used to go around, like, and he used to collect frogs of everyone. So, like, this is I is so weird, like that this happened. So all the all the young children in the area, like, we'd all be going around like gathering frogs and stuff, and you'd be you'd be keeping them in like a bucket or something, a load of water. This like. <laughs> This lad would come around 
what the hell? Like, and he used to buy the frogs off you. So he'd go around all the houses, like, and he'd know, he'd be like, oh, he'd like, be like, oh, these are many frogs for me. <laughs> and I'm actually not making this up, like, this is true. And if I don't know if it was like 20 cent a frog, well, that's probably a lot. You'd have a load of frogs from, like, and uh, he'd pay you for his frogs. Like, what the hell? I have no idea, like, idea why or what he did with them frogs. <laughs> he was the frog man. He didn't have a name. Like, he didn't have an actual name. He was known as the frog man. And, like, <laughs> thinking back now, I actually can't remember what he looked like. <laughs> uh, mysterious frog man. I wonder is he listening in now? Are you out there? Mr. Frogman, because uh, I don't think he does it anymore. Um, yeah, but if you're right there and you're listening in, Mr. Frogman, <laughs> please get in contact with the Gavcast, and we'd love to have you on the show to find out what you're doing with all them frogs. Seriously. <laughs> uh, mysterious Mr. Frogman, reveal yourself. I don't know, I actually have a clue like what he looked like. For some reason, I picture him as like a, I don't know, like some weird, like, reptilian type, type lad with a hat on, going around collecting all these frogs. Um, maybe he was, he was a, maybe he was selling them to France, uh, or something. But like, I, I don't know if that type of frogs that'd be about here would be suitable for, would be edible. Like, maybe he was shaft in the French. I wonder was he making much dosh. Imagine if he was paying us like five cent a frog and him getting. Like a 50 euro frog of the French. Him saying these are top quality frogs, free range frogs from Ireland. Him make, he's probably like a millionaire right now. Somewhere. Living it up. In Las Vegas or the Bahamas. <laughs> after, after cleaning all the young ones out of it in the Calvin countryside for frogs. Him after making top dollar. We've been shafted. I want my money back, frog man. Actually, fuck you if you're listening in. Or not my money, my frogs, or whatever. I want a portion of that dosh that you made. I'm coming to sue you. Anyway, that was the weirdest bit of carry-on that I, like, even thinking about it now, it like, seems like it's not real. But I swear to God, there was a frog man, and he's come around collecting the frogs. <clears throat> if anyone actually knows anything more about that, uh, get in touch. Uh, because I'd actually like to know, what the hell was that about? Anyway, I made a few pounds off it and bought me a few penny sweets out of my frog money anyway. It's a steady source of income. Could do with the frogman now. It's a price of diesel. Could do with him coming around now. See, so could. You wouldn't shy away from a few pennies. Five cent, uh, well, I don't know what, I don't know what the cost of a frog is now. It's probably gone up as well. If you could do with that money now, it wouldn't, it wouldn't turn me nose up at it. <laughs> And it's now time for the Gaffcast movie of the week. Ba-bum, wow. Um, big, dirty movie of the week. Um, movie this week, I've seen it on the old Netflix, Aruni. And uh, it, uh, actually, <laughs> to be honest, actually, to be honest, I didn't even finish it. But, um, which is terrible for review. A review. I'm near the end of it, though. Um, and it is called Boiling Point. And it's about a chef in a kitchen cooking food. <laughs> Such a rare film, to be honest. I was I was like, oh, I have to watch a movie here. I want to pick a movie. 
I was like, oh, should I stick this on? Because the senior man, Stephen Graham, is in it. That, uh, that Scouse actor. Um, he's a good old actor. And uh, the film is basically just about a chef in the kitchen who has like, he's uh, a few uh, personal issues. But to be honest, like chefs, it's a kind of, it's literally just about like the pressures of working in the kitchen. <laughs> I was just watching it like, Completely intrigued. I was like, Jesus, imagine being a chef, huh? All that pressure. Him there, flat sick, chopping away. And like, it's a really fancy restaurant, so like, can't be making mistakes. Like, can't be a big dirty hair on the plate. Or, uh, can't be like cremating the shit out of the meat or something. Not that you can do that anyway, but like, it's, it's a fairly swanky, I think it's in London. Um, but yeah, chefs tend to be a bit, uh, mad in the head, don't they? And like goal, <laughs> goalkeepers as well. I'd always put goalkeepers and chefs in the same kind of category. They're always a bit mad. I don't know if it's they're mad before to go into like that, their, their chosen professions or whatever. Um, or is the being a goalkeeper or being a chef actually makes them mad? Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, in the movie, like one of the, the, the climax, Aruni of the movie is like well one of the big turning points in the movie is uh, he um, he's under a lot of pressure and he forgets that uh, there's like nuts nuts um, in this sauce and it goes out to this girl who's allergic to nuts and um, she eats the sauce and swells up and it's not good I think it, it's fairly handy you could like die like being allergic to nuts is like well, I think it's one of the, well, like, to be honest, I don't really know, but I heard that it's a, one of the the most lethal kind of stuff to be allergic to. Well, or like it's very, very dangerous. Like if you get like a, if you're allergic to nuts, even get the the waft of them, you're, you go into an allergic reaction. Um, It's actually scary. Like, imagine being allergic to nuts. Like, um, that'd be, you're just so scared of like a peanut or something. But um, yeah, you won't you won't eat this stuff, and she's like swelling up, and uh, it's having like a fit. Well, not f- yeah, kind of a fit, yeah. And that's get the ambulance, and he's like, oh fuck, because uh, the, the restaurant could go under because uh, that kind of restaurant, uh, high prestige, or whatever, you can't be having that crack happening. So it ends up in a so it ends up in a big massive row in the kitchen with all the staff, and I was just like, oh, good luck to being a chef. That's way too much pressure. The heat in the kitchen as well, you'd be all sweaty. And um I think they're like, oh, you want they think you're one's gonna die. Um and it's the actual head chef, he's the one that fucked up, he's the one that forgot those those walnuts in the sauce. So can't be forgetting those walnuts in the sauce, chef. But he's under he's under so much pressure that um yeah he forgot. But yeah, that's a tough old perce- uh profession a chef. Like you sweating over a stove, cooking a steak, and you under like people shouting at you. I'd be just like everyone, fuck off. Well, see, I know the chefs do tell people to fuck off. You kind of have a license to be an absolute bit of a dick if you're a chef. Just the orders coming in and like the noise and the pots and everything and the heat. Jeez, I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, then again, if you love cooking, um. So it's not all kitchens like that. It's probably just the real hectic ones. The real, real busy kind of stuff. 
You have a nice quiet kitchen there, you'll be alright. But I haven't actually finished the movie yet. <laughs> so I have to go back and watch like the last uh, last bit of it. See what actually happens. See does he won uh, how you won it from the nuts. But that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Um and I'll let you know I'll let you know how it goes. Ten that old clock's ticking. About time to say goodnight. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for this week's episode of the Gaffcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, I hope you've had a good time listening in. And uh, don't forget to, as always, follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at the Gaffcast or on Twitter at the Gaffcast as well because every little helps and it uh, gets more people listening in, which is always ideal, you know. But yeah, I hope you have a good rest of the week. And I'll see you all again next week for some top quality crack and banter at the Gaffcast. See you. Good luck.